Hello and welcome to Carpet Talk. Um, we're again on our carpet with our mugs. <laughs> exactly um, as we were the last episode. <laughs> welcome to the theme of this podcast. I wonder where we got our name. Um, no, but in all seriousness, we are back to you um, from the same time, place, in history that we were last episode because our last episode was such a springboard into this next um, topic, and it's such a fruit of just conversation, and that's that's the whole point of this podcast, is conversation and starting a conversation. So, in the spirit of St. Joseph today on his feast day, um, we're going to talk a little bit about stillness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, we're kind of picking up this conversation exactly where we left off with the idea of surrendering, and like surrendering leads us into a place of stillness, but stillness is not the same as being stuck. Um, I think just kind of at this stage of life, at this stage of the year in the semester, a lot of us feel like we're in a place of being stuck, um, but we're really just in a place of being still, and it sucks when that's the answer that you're given, because it's not, it's never the answer that you want. Um, Especially after, like, a whole time of, I mean, as much as the pandemic was, like, a time, sorry for PTSD for anyone of uh, the pandemic, Um, but genuinely, like, in a time of the pandemic where it was, every day something was changing, and, like, yes, we're still in it, but we're God willing at the end and, like, the downslope of it, but it was, like, kind of an everyday thing of, like, what's going to happen next, what's going to happen next, you know, so there wasn't, while there was a forced stillness in the fact that, like, we couldn't go anywhere, there was an activity that was unlike anything we've ever encountered before. So, like Emily said, like, we're kind of all in a season, at least the people that we've encountered in the last few weeks, of just yeah. feeling like you want to say the word stuck, but it's more than that because it's not the worst thing we've ever gone through, but it's also not the best. Yeah, part of it's being in a world recovering from a pandemic. Part of it's being 20, 21 years old in college and you just want to get on with your life. And instead, you have classes to go to and tests to take and papers to write. And it feels like everything is a checklist on a schedule. And it's like, when am I going to get to start doing the things I want to do? Yeah. Especially um, when your hands are, like, in the thing that you want to do. Oh, my gosh. When you see it in your head and you're like, can I? J- I could reach out and touch it, but I'm not allowed to yet. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, stillness is, is a place of receiving. It's never meant to be a place of... Um, Exhaustion. So yeah. this is a place of rest, and it's receiving, and it's preparation for the next thing. Yeah, it's not a punishment. I think sometimes we think of that, too, Ooh. of, like, God being like, ha-ha, you get to sit still now, right? And it's like... He's not malicious. He's not, and our God knows us so well, and it's he tells us exactly when to be still because he understands that, like, if you keep going, you're gonna burn yourself out. Like, why, why won't you just listen to me and, like, be still? And like Emily said, like, stillness is a place of receiving. And as much as we want to be like, oh, you know, like, I'm fine. Like, I've got this. Like, you know, I don't really need that. Like, we do need to receive. It's not a bad thing mm-hmm. to receive, especially when it's in a time where, like, the Lord is telling you, like, be still because I have something to give you so that you can continue on. Yeah, it's also, it's like, there's never just... Yes, there are seasons of stillness, but, you know, I hate that we describe things as seasons. It's very... I've seen a lot of growth in you in the last it's few months. very modern day, using... like, mushy-gushy. No, um, I'm really proud of the way that you've used your vocabulary with words that you don't like. Thank you. I just, I feel <laughs> like, um, 
the very modern day non-denominational worship leader, and I'm like, oh, whatever. Just like one too. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, as I was saying, I feel like yeah, there is a a time of stillness in our life, and like it feels like there's a period where we're meant to be still, but it's also prayer is always meant to be a place of stillness, mm-hmm. as much as it's a place of rest. Right. And um, Kaylee and I have been doing the consecration to Saint Joseph. Um, as many, 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 many people have been doing. Um, but one of my, one of my favorite days that Father Don wrote about was he talks about Joseph as like this sleeping figure. Can we also acknowledge that he opened that reading by said, by saying that God loves sleep. He created it. When I I read that, I honestly looked up at my crucifix and said, I serve a good God. I love naps. Um. (laughs) But I found it uh, really beautiful, the way that he talked about Joseph is this, Joseph is the image of what it means to not be complacent. Um, and this podcast is kind of born out of a place of, yes, Kaylee and I having good discussions, but also us sharing rants where I give my favorite tagline that complacency is the death of a man. Um, and Joseph is our figure of what it means to not be complacent. However, he's presented to us almost most clearly as being a person of rest and understanding when it's time to work, when it's time to guard, and when it's time to be on duty, and when it's time to rest and to take that step back. And A, to be in prayer, and B, to be in a place of receiving. Yeah. To be in a heart posture of receiving. Yeah, we talked about it when we were camping. Um, <laughs> <Yikes>. <laughs> when we were talking about how like the devil hates work. And like Emily said, like Joseph is this man of like everything he did was in accordance with the will of God. So there was never a time he wasn't working because he was always focused on what God would want him to do in that moment. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that moment was saying, like, be still. Like, that's us working because we're working with God. And the devil hates that. He hates when we work with God because when we work with God, great saints are made. Mm -hmm. And, like, the worst thing for the devil is to see a saint in the making. Like, that's probably terrifying. I wouldn't want to be the (laughs) devil on any day when God says, ha-ha, this is a saint. Um, And, like, we're all called to be saints. So that's the other thing is, like, it's not an exclusive, um, like, party that you get invited to to be like, yes, all these people are invited to this season of stillness so that I can create saints out of them. It's like, no. Like, we're all invited to different times of being still because there's different times in history and there's different moments in time that our stillness creates the saint that we're supposed to be and not all of us are supposed to be the same saint so there are times when some of us are resting and some of us aren't and it's because our call our call to holiness is in that moment and in that way and others can't do it the way that we can so it's this acknowledgement of like just because you're still doesn't mean you're not working and doesn't mean that you're not Emily said something very interesting earlier she said um that stillness is not the same thing as paralysis and I think sometimes we think that because we're like God, you've called me to be still for so long. And I think a lot of times that's a misunderstanding of the difference between stillness and, like, it's just not your time. Like, that's not the same thing, right? Being still and having your right timing is not the same thing. But how are we supposed to know the right time if we don't first know what it means to be still? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this really plays into um, the real pandemic at hand, uh, FOMO. It's the fear. Okay, you know what? It's the fear of missing out on something that we're all like terribly, terribly afflicted with, because we live in a constant game of comparison, and we live in a constant game of 
how do I measure up next to this person? Or how, how do I measure up to my own ideals? Sometimes it's a game of comparison of who we are and who we want to be. And we don't take the time to understand that if we ever want to get to point A, from point A to point Z, we have to start with point A to point B. And maybe that takes longer for us than it does for other people or longer for us in a certain situation than it does for ourselves in a different situation. I feel like one of the biggest comp- like games of comparison and moments of competition we play is us with our past self or us with our future self of like I would have handled this so much differently a year ago or 10 years from now I'm going to be so much better at you know x y or z than I am right now right I was just on Instagram um today and one of my sister's friends put up this thing where like she was talking about how a year ago she was like a year ago I was so terrified because the stores didn't have anything in them and now today I'm (laughs) wedding shopping and I was like what a gift it is to have a past self but what a gift it is to have a present self as well Mm. um there is a balance there's a balance between looking at our past self and being like especially in seasons and times when we're called to be still I think the stillness is a reflection on like it is a time to reflect on who we were who we are and who we're supposed to be um and if you're, if you elicit a time of stillness forever, you're going to be stuck in this horrible, like, oh, woe is me time, right? But if you follow God's <laughs> plan of stillness, like, it's the perfect amount of time to look at your past, your present, and your future and say, that's what I don't want. This is where I am, and that's where I want to be. Um, and I was just watching that story, and I was like, that's so funny to see the progress of a year um, because in reality, God works outside of time, but we are confined to it. Mm -hmm. So, of course, our human minds are going to look at time, and that's how we're going to measure our growth, right? But, like, God doesn't do that. He measures our growth in a way that we'll never understand. Um, But to just see this this young woman, like, equating a year ago having nothing on the shelves to now being able to, like, shop for her wedding abundantly, it was a beautiful recognition of, like, um, that time of stillness, if we really do dive into it and we allow it to be the time and the place that it's meant to be based on what the Lord wills, like, it is fruitful. It does bring about great you know joy but only again if we're willing to work with the lord yeah something something that i I say probably every day is something that one of my favorite professors ever said um at the beginning of our course he was explaining to us why we should do our homework even though he wasn't going to grade us on it and he said that everything you do from here on out is for the sake of someone else that's really annoying because um, the nursing professors also said that to me just at a different time and in a very difficult lecture that I like literally was not interested in knowing and they could see it see it on our faces that we were like not interested in this lecture and they were like everything you learn is for the sake of someone else and someone else's life and we were like okay yeah I mean he said it to us in the context of doing our homework but it's something I think about every day because every day we do things we'd rather not do Every day we sit in conversations that you know, we would rather probably not be a part of if we had the choice because it doesn't feel beneficial to us at the moment. Or we sit in classes and it's like, I would so much rather just be doing this job than sitting in a class learning how to do this job. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know, I would, I would rather be doing X, Y, Z rather than doing whatever is in front of me. But I, I, don't know, I believe in a God that doesn't give uh, wasted moments. I, I don't believe in a God that lets us go through things for the sake of us just going through things. That everything is worked together in some capacity to form us or to form someone else into a saint. 
Right. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like like I said, like we're all called to be saints. Just because, like, I think I find myself very intimidated sometimes. Um, I love John Paul II. He's, like, one of my favorite human beings to ever exist. <laughs> and sometimes I look at just pictures of him and I go, wow, I will literally just be dirt compared to you. Like, I could never be the saint that you are. Why am I even trying for sainthood when, like, you, yourself, mm-hmm. like, everything you did, like, every moment of your existence was so obviously holy. And, like, the answer always is, like, that's not, that's not the same, you don't have the same call. So, like, allow your sainthood to be the one that you, that it's meant to be. Um, And don't compare yourself to other people. And I think, like, bringing it back to the stillness, I think sometimes, like Emily said, FOMO, I am very familiar with her. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We all, we all know her very well. Yeah, I know her really well. She is Um, not a friend of ours. Sometimes I sit in four-hour lectures and, like, we reach, like, hour two and a half and I look outside and I see people walking around and I'm just jealous (laughs) because I'm sitting in a lecture and they're walking outside but in all reality like FOMO is a thing spiritual FOMO is a thing and sometimes we feel like our time of stillness is never ending in a particular like area of our life and we're seeing other people and they're moving and they're going Mm -hmm. and you're like I know you were in a in in stillness with this because we literally talked about it yeah like we literally had a time where we were like we were on the same we were in the pit together and you got out before I did exactly and it's so frustrating because you're like god really are you kidding me you what yeah you're gonna take her out and not me like why her and me not me you know, pick me, choose, choose me, me. Love, love me, Meredith Grey, um, <laughs> an icon. <laughs> no, but in all reality, like the FOMO is this sense of like because they're doing and I'm not, I'm missing out on something. But mm-hmm. God's response is is like, actually, if you're gonna go along with that mindset, yeah, you do have FOMO because you're missing out on what I have for you, and you're too caught up on what they're going through to see it so our FOMO shouldn't be centered on other people moving and us not it should be in us getting caught up in that and realizing like I'm missing out on the thing that's meant for me because I'm so caught up on what other people are getting yeah this the stillness looks different in every life and it serves a different purpose in every life um and the second we begin playing the game of comparison we miss out on what the stillness stands to give us Mm -hmm. Emily was talking about the pit earlier, and as you all know, like, the pit is one of our favorite places. It all comes back to the pit. <laughs> it all comes back to the pit. And we were talking, again, like I said it earlier, stillness is not the same as paralysis. Um, and it's this idea that, like, you can be stuck in a pit, but that doesn't mean that you're not moving. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you're not feeling around for the things that are in that still- stillness. Because at the end of the day, stillness is not filled with nothing. There's something in the stillness. That's why you have to be still so that you can get what's in it, you know? Like, and always thinking back, like, oh, my gosh, every single time I think about the pit and everything, every single time I think about our Lord in the pit, it just takes my breath away because I can't imagine what he was going through in it. But he invites me every single time I think about it to acknowledge the fact that, like, I was doing in the pit. I wasn't just sitting in this, like, horrible feeling of, like, I'm about to die for people who will literally crucify me again if they had the chance. Um, No, he was sitting in there and he was active and he was moving and he was doing and he was still, sure, because he was literally stuck in a pit. But he didn't allow, like, the fear of, like, we talked last last episode of, like, the fear of disappointment. The fear of, like, 
missing out, the fear of all these things to allow the stillness to become a burden. He'd allowed Mm -hmm. those things. He said, like, you don't have a place here. Like, fear does not exist here because fear is what's going to keep me here. Mm. Yeah. We serve a, a God who provides. And he provides in the stillness. He provides for the stillness. But often what he provides is the stillness. Because if it is a place of rest, it's a place of healing. And it's a place of um, what doesn't quite look like answers. But at the end of the day, he is the answer. And so the stillness kind of strips us away from what we're grasping for. Mm -hmm. And draws our mind back to it's him that we're after. In the sense, like, connecting it even to a couple episodes ago where we talked about fleeing. And, like, the stillness Mm -hmm. is a spiritual fleeing it's something that draws our eyes back to what actually matters and draws us back to understand that everything that we are running for and fighting for and often grasping at are just signs of the greater thing right the capital t thing it's jesus (laughs) um my favorite quote um from john paul is when he says when you dream about happiness you're dreaming about christ something along those lines um (laughs) He's just talking about, like, the lo- the desire of every heart and the desire beneath every desire is Jesus. It's the one who made us and the one who died for us. Um, and the stillness is our place to come back to that and to remember that. Yeah. So we should stop fighting it and we should start doing it well. Right. We should start learning how to wait well. Welcome to the portion of the podcast that we come to every single week where we talk about how we tie this into complacency. <laughs> <laughs> um, I say this all the time when I'm talking to my friends. One of my least favorite things to hear from the Lord is sit and wait. Like that's literally his key to me to say like the stillness is what you need right now. Um, and we were talking about it with Chloe where we were saying like sometimes we get so detailed in our plans um, and sometimes we get to a point in our life that we weren't supposed to be at yet. Mm -hmm. And, like, because of our free will, we got there. We took a few turns. We knocked down a few walls that we probably shouldn't have. And, like, we got (laughs) to the part of the road that we – it looks like a dead end, right? It Mm -hmm. looks like, Jesus, you got me here, and now it's a dead end. And his answer to us is, like, it's not a dead end. You just happened to get to the end of the road before you were supposed to, and I'm still working on the other side. It's just not done for you yet. So it's not a dead end sign. It's a road under construction yeah. sign like we ran into when we were camping it's also he accounts for it it's not like we ran ahead of his plan and suddenly exactly. we've messed it up because exactly we're not powerful enough to screw it up and that's mm-hmm. our that's our security that's right. our guarantee right and the answer is is like sit and stay now sit and stay in this stillness that like you've helped create because i've allowed you to you know take the turns and make the mistakes that you might have so that you can sit and understand so you can be still and know that I am God. Yeah. Like, we've, literally. We've adopted this word now of heart posture, um, and I think that's going to be a thing that we talk about now. Um, I really like it. Um, we were talking about it earlier where it might have come from. Pretty sure it's from abiding together, but who knows. Um, and, like, the idea of rejecting complacency is a posture of the heart. It's not the result of our actions. It's our interior disposition. It's our desire to be holy is our rejection of complacency. Um, and so I personally, like, I fear the stillness. I fear the letting go because of my desire to be more, to have more. And that honestly comes from a place of being zealous for the Lord and like Mm -hmm. being desiring of holiness. 
but we also have to understand that like stillness has a place in that and your stillness does not equal your complacency exactly i think my fear of stillness comes from the fact that i don't like stop to stop moving yeah um and it's this idea that because i'm not moving i'm missing out and it's this understanding that everyone's called to stillness just like emily said at different times and that doesn't mean that we're not going to meet up again it doesn't mean that the people around me just because they're out of the stillness and i'm not doesn't mean that like they're out of my life or they're not also in the plan for my life the way they were before the stillness started or before it like before it ended for them and so just an understanding that like like emily said like stillness is not complacency until you forget why the stillness is there. Mm -hmm. Yes and amen. <laughs>